Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello, and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My and name construction. is Blue, and we are in the middle of construction. <laughs> and we're everything construction and cannabis. Yes, and you know what's fun? Is that we're actually getting it done. And we do get it done, and we get the show done for you guys, and we just want to thank you all for listening and spending your time with us. And allowing your ears to be graced with Cannabis Talk 101. Make sure you check it out with your eyes and go to CannabisTalk101.com as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And of course, check out the YouTube page as we have all the interviews on there and everything else. And if you ever want to give us a call, please do 1-800-420-1980. And go check out our Instagram pages at Cannabis Talk 101. Blue is at one, Christopher Wright. Hello. I am at Joe Grande 52 Now turn your typical into something special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, loranoils.com. That's L-O-R-A-N-N-O-I-L-S.com. And they are wonderful. Everything about that really does turn something special uh, into something that you're going to do and cook. So Blue on the show today is a very special show. Not only that, we have our guy Christian that's going to be sitting in with us. So Christian, thank you for coming on the show. Christian's going to be hanging in with (coughs) us and talking uh, to Brian Buckley, the CEO of Hemlin Valley Growers Company. Now that's HVCG. Backstory, HVGC was founded by United States Specialist Operation Veterans Marine Raiders. That's the group that Brian's a part of since its inception. HVGC has been in discussions with some of the cannabis industry's top researchers and has developed a veteran-based protocol to effectively prove the benefit of medical cannabis. HVGC is supported and essentially ran by three Marine Raiders, that served following 9-11, and we thank them for that yes. every day. A special operations team commander with Marine Raiders, Brian led multiple teams in development to Operation Enduring Freedom, Trans-Sahara in Africa, Southeast Asia, and Operational Enduring Freedom, Afghanistan, Helmand Province. And he also developed a rapport with numerous host nation forces, enhanced capability and capacity within the host nation units and briefed U.S. ambassador led a 20-man Marine Raider team to Afghanistan that monitored, trained, and conducted over 40 combat operations (coughs) with an Afghan Special Operations Battalion. Brian also deployed twice to Operational Iraq Freedom with Marine Infantry and Marine renaissance and all the other stuff all that being said i can go on and on about this being blue and i said that so i could tell you why the man is in my phone is badass yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying dog and, and, and for those who are listening for you guys in the room like i seen so i can go on and on about this guy and why i say badass is why i said it because i watched a video last night online and then i instantly reached out to brian and in that video i want you guys to hear what i heard i also seen some things but hearing it We'll explain it all. And Pitt, please play that for them. 
Hi, this is Brian from Helmand Valley Growers Company. As many of you know, war has broken out in Ukraine. A massive humanitarian crisis, the likes that we've not seen since World War II, has erupted. So from now until the end of April, Helmand Valley Growers Company will be donating profits to the World Central Kitchen. This amazing organization provides chef-prepared meals to those in need who are suffering from a humanitarian crisis. We at Hellman Valley Growers Company want to do our part, and we hope that you do the same. Thank you. You just heard it right there. HVGC will be donating profits to the World Central Kitchen. I mean, you can Amazing. check them out on online on Instagram Amazing. at WK, or excuse me, W-C-K-I-T-C-H-E-N. This organization provides chef-prepared meals to those suffering from the prolonged humanitarian crisis that's going on. Join the fight today as HVGC stands with Ukraine. Now, I've seen you do this. And Man. I got to tell you, Brian, I instantly came to the office, showed Blue uh, what we have on the show today because I was impressed. And I go, look what Brian's doing. And he goes, oh, that's the dude we have. Then over the shoulder, Chris Franchino seen your picture or seen the video so that we're doing. coming in? Exactly. <laughs> he goes, he's coming in. And I go, exactly. And for those who don't know, you may want to go back to listen to the great war stories of Brian's, of the patriot that he is. That's earned him the name Badass in my phone. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, I mean, because I can, and don't get it twisted, Blue. Nice. I can nice. go and have him tell the same yeah, stories yeah. again right now and still be like, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I promise you, folks, I'm going to take us in a different direction with other stories that are probably going to make us feel the same way. But that being said, the stories have already been on this podcast that, that make... Me proud to be a friend of yours and a colleague Absolutely. of yours. And when I seen you in Long Beach serving other people and seeing anything you're doing and seeing something that you're doing, I reached out and want to support and we want to support movements like this. And people who are doing what you're doing, A, in the cannabis space for the former, you know, people like yourself who are veterans, that's your big push. And I see that yep. and hear that because of everything I just read about this man. So I love your passion for that and helping everybody that served the country and everything <coughs> that that stands for. But now I see you doing something even the next step further, which was the first I've seen a company say all our proceeds that we raise are going to go to this feeding families in Ukraine. And when I say this to you, dude, I borderline want to cry because I see this with the kid, my kids. I make them watch this with the news and I say, kids, this is what's really going on in the world right now. And not to scare you or freak you out, but it freaks me out and scares me, to be honest with yeah. you, because... These kids don't have a fucking meal that they know they're going to have tonight. So as I say, I choke up. I really do what I really think about it and really think about it. If you don't feel like I feel right now, you might be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom True. line. <laughs> True. If you do, then you have compassion. And if you do see and feel where I'm coming from, you understand because I seen and that's what I felt, Brian. Yeah. And I love what you're doing because I see these fucking people on the news and it kills me. To see what these families are literally going through. Yep. And to see you step it up as a company like that, how, why, walk me through why HBGC is doing something so humanitarian that I fucking shed tears over and applaud you. Yeah, no, hey, I appreciate it. It's great to be here and you guys new Thunderdome, so uh, yeah. I love the yeah. new Thanks, spot. Man. Um, yeah. You know, it really, obviously, we all saw what was going on on TV, and, and I was talking to a couple of people, and I thought this thing, honestly, was going to be over in about 72 to 96 hours. I thought Russia was going to rip right through Ukraine. 
then it will turn into more of an insurgency and kind of a freedom fighter thing. And then, obviously, you just saw, obviously, the will of these people in Ukraine is tremendous. And then we're also seeing the weakness of Russia, which no one really thought they're going right. to be that bad. I mean, I knew. And I, and I want to get into all of yeah. those aspects of even your experience, what you've seen, sure. what they should have done, how they should have conquered, how Ukraine could have defended. And I yeah. believe with your experience, you have all those answers. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong for asking? No, that? you know, I definitely got my opinion for sure. Well, and that, well how about yeah. this? Strong opinions with everything I read at the beginning, and there's so much more, folks. I yeah. left out fucking. Uh, that was a, qu- a quarter of the bio. What more I could have read? Small, yeah. My point is, I felt like, oh, that, that gives it enough. I can yeah. keep reading for a long more. You know, I can read yeah. more things you've done. So my point is, and this is what I was going to ask you before the show that I didn't want to ask. Your credentials could speak very highly on what could have, what couldn't have. Right. Predictions and this and that. Teams going here, teams going there, and which I want to get into what they're going through, what they're going to have after, what can we expect to see. So once again, though, yeah. you've seen all that and are yeah. deciding to help. How did you, let's go do this. You know, really, it was kind of, me with my post-traumatic stress that I have, it really gets triggered with women and children whenever I see them in a bad spot. Um, Can I ask why? Can you know, I just what, what I saw in warfare. I mean, we, we do a really good job of compartmentalizing things. While you're there, you just kind of, okay, that, that sucks. What did you see that really triggers that? Uh, you, you'd you... watch the enemy use them as human shields. And we would do as much as we could to put ourselves in a situation where we would probably expose ourselves to greater danger to ensure <coughs> we got it right. But unfortunately, there's a lot of evil out in the world, and you just saw what they would do to these women and children, had no regard for it. I don't even want to get into some of those stories because it would probably it'd just be too much. Um, but that's just something where, you know, my heart just really opens up. And a guy, Corey Potter, who's our director of sales, and Corey and I, we met, we were five years old on a football field back in Philly, and we've been friends ever since. He called me up. He's like, dude, we got to do something. And I'm like, well, all right, well, what's on your mind? And he's like, you know, we got to start donating money to Ukraine. And I'm like, Okay, we we gotta be careful here because there's a lot. Unfortunately, people just come in and want to take your money, and then and they just don't do anything with it. He's like, no, 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 man. I already checked out this place and the World Central Kitchen. He's like, it's like a hundred out of a hundred. He's like, just do me a favor and open it up. And I looked at it. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, this is amazing. What's going on? So I'm like, yeah, done. We're gonna do this. And we probably came up with the idea. I think it was Wednesday night, and uh, Friday we did a quick video and wanted to get everything out. We've already been doing it. We just haven't come out loud and saying it, but we're like, hey, let's run it through here uh, through the end of April. And really, too, we want to do like a call to arms to everyone else in the community. Like, let's all do our part. I mean, we all, I mean, I know it's tough. We got taxes. We get it. But, man, we can go to home at night and kiss our kids and go to bed, you know. Sure. These people are sitting in, you know, basically they're in a, you know, tunnels just trying to, like, live there. They're getting sieged right now, which is a terrible type of warfare. You know, Vladimir Putin is a war criminal. I mean, I'm going to try to do my best and not say it's the Russians. I think the Russians are a little bit in the dark here. This is Putin. This is his war. I like that, by the way. Thank you for not doing it. Well said, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think you. we got to be very surgical with it. You are starting to see some things with the Russian people where they're kind of like, what the F? And they're going to jail for 15 years for standing up. And it's terrible to say the Russians. I, I hate when yeah. I actually have been feeling that way now because I'm going, I know a lot of great Russians. We got a hand up. Absolutely. We got a hand yeah, up. I mean, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. This uh, is really Christian. the first. <clears throat> This is really the first time since World War II that you've seen that sort of violence in Europe. This is the first time since World War II that you've really seen that sort of violence in Europe. I mean, like I, like I had a grandma that was in London during the Blitz, and she had to hide in train tunnels. So just seeing that violence on TV again is a bit frightening. It's like your grandmother tell you those stories. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was like six or seven. Like all three of my older siblings would hear those stories, and like. 
It, like, like as a little kid, like it didn't really like the horror of it didn't really register in my mind. But as I got older, I like realized. So it, it's amazing that a company like yours is doing what it can to help those poor people. You know. Yeah. Well, well as you say that, like it sparked up as watching this. It sparked my kids watching it and then seeing with the news. And I told my wife I chose to say. Let's leave it on. Like it makes yeah. me think of when I was a kid watching the war, and then I grew up being older, going to support the Iraqs and, and yeah. protesting. Like I remember these things as a kid, going, yeah. and, and then I swear it gives me chills because it still gets me so emotional. Going, I think this is what our world is, man. This is still goes down. Yeah, our our luxuries of living in America and what we can do and say and fucking get away with. Yep, folks, pipe down. Look what's going on. <laughs> You're worried about Stop. me saying a fucking word? Yeah. You're worried about me saying something out of line? Yeah. Really? Exactly. We're, 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 we're doing the whole, uh, uh, you said it earlier, ex- crossing them out when you said about a oh, whore. Oh, oh, yeah, you talking we're, about we're, we're worried about fucking cancel, culture. cancel cultures? Cancel culture. Yeah, fuck that. We're yep. worried about cancel cultures here in America? That's what we're worried about? Well, that's, and, 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 and well, you know, you saying that, Joe, it, it's very important that we start to realize that, you know, there's so many people that are so conscious and and trying to make this about social media wins and that, and we're we're at a war with ourselves because we don't really understand how weak that makes us to all be focused on what people are saying and being able to shut them down because of this and that. like it, it, and and I think we almost have to go through the the fact that this means nothing and and what I mean by in the big scheme of things yeah. like you you, you know it, like right now, I think we can't really get involved in this until they get into Poland, right? Is that is that what this is? I mean, yeah, it, it, I as mean, they get closer to that border, right? Yeah, we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, we'll we'll get into that. I mean, we're we're definitely not dictating the terms on the battlefield, which frustrates me. For sure, but Poland is a NATO nation, and we do have Article Five. So attack on one is attack on all. So if they do gotcha. walk in, cross that invisible line, you attack it's on. Five. Then it's on. And I think they're going to do that. Do you? Um, you know, I don't know. I thought probably in the beginning. Until they realized how I, I, weak they were. Yeah, I thought they were. But then I'm like, you know, I just knew right in the beginning with their logistical trains where they're trying to set up three logistical trains. I'm like, you know, Napoleon said it best. If you're not thinking about logistics, you're not thinking about victory. And you got to be a real honest broker, right? When you go out and practice, you got to kind of have Murphy out there and little things aren't going to go right. And sometimes when you see these kind of dictatorship countries, everything goes perfect. You know, they probably didn't even rehearse for like a flat tire. Like, what are we sure. doing in this situation? So you saw that get bogged down. And now you're starting to see things like where China's kind of taking a step back from them, where they're like, whoa, hold on. You guys I mean, aren't ready for this, big boy. You know, I think it's almost like they're a diplomatic STD right now. Sure. Like everyone's just like, let's just stay away from that. Well, and and, well, and, and Before we talk more about the war and stuff, because I want to mm-hmm. do that next segment, I, I want to continue talking about right now, which is yeah, you're right. at WCKICTN and Blue. I, I sat here and I fought myself from interrupting as this was already good because I wanted to continue to listen to you. Yeah, so sure. I'm right sure, there. Don't get sure, it twisted. Sure. I almost tried to For stop sure. this earlier. But I'm like, hold on. I, huh? Like, <laughs> I want to go back. But I, yeah, I want we'll to keep listening. But I want to go back. But it's I, Cannabis I, Talk 101. We'll be right back <laughs> after this break. <laughs> we'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. <laughs> Welcome back to <laughs> Cannabis Talk 101. Listen, you know, Joe. Is that too direct? Yeah, no. You know, <laughs> but, but it was great, though. Bottom line, you guys, I hope you guys are ready for Chris Stock Festival. By the people, for the people. Dr. K, thanks for saying hello to me. Jerk off. 
Man. Jeez, he walks through the building and doesn't say hi to me sometimes. I get a little offensive. But Saturday, April 9th at the Adelanto Stadium, an event center located at 12,000 <coughs> Stadium Way in Adelanto, California, yes. 92301. This event is 21 and over with a valid ID. Make sure you got that free general admission, but they do got the player VIP ticket options for you. For tickets and more information, head to the website, kushstock.life, and that's K-U-S-H-S-T-O-C-K dot L-I-F-E. Come out and hang with us at Kushstock. We got our guy here, Brian Buckley, a.k.a. Badass CEO of Hellman <laughs> Valley Growers yeah. Company. And I say that, which the first show, I mean, when I met you, everything we described, but... And there's so many directions that we're going to go to and continue, and I'm sure this show's going to be long, folks, but I want to go back real quick. When you said your partner that you work with, there's four of you guys, if I'm not mistaken, that run the company, correct? Right. So the four of you guys that run the company, your head of sales called you, I want to help out. He already looked into it and found W-C-K-I-T-C-H-E-N, which is World Central Kitchen. Central Kitchen. Yep. That's their IG. You looked into it. I've actually heard of other celebrities, ironically, that are actually backing that company, yeah. too. Then I seen other companies without even I heard of that before even seeing you do this. So when I seen you do it, that's what actually got me thinking. Going, oh, you're doing something good. This yeah. is a good one right here. Because oh yeah. They also said, I remember seeing the story that 100 percent is going to that. Now they're helping pay to get stuff out there, but people are putting up money to even help these cats. They're yeah. getting some good stuff. Yeah. Big donors, real legit person who's been doing it. A kitchen that's been known for a long time. Yeah. This this company is backed by some legit people. Yeah. No, it, it's fantastic, and you know everyone. You know, I've had some random Instagram uh, messages come towards me or LinkedIn and people like, hey, I'm thinking about going over there and fighting. And it's like, OK, like, you know, slow, slow your roll a little bit here and kind yeah. of understand the situation that's going what on. You're talking about, yeah. And I'm like, hey, if you feel so compelled and do something, I mean, it's like, look at this humanitarian crisis that we have not seen since World War Two. I mean, you literally now I think the number is saying it's about <coughs> three million refugees have crossed over to Poland and Poland's ready to pop. I mean, they can't sustain all this. Literally, you can't just get millions of people to invade in your country. Absolutely. So it's like, hey, just yeah. <laughs> literally and just like, you know, go over there, help out. But then it's like, you know, having a hot meal and just that warmth that goes into your body and how it can help your soul. Sure. And it's not like we're hey, we're not. We're not doing anything near as what a lot of great people are doing over there, but it was something that we felt, hey, this could be small yet super impactful and kind of spread the word. Because one thing I can't stand, and we've seen it over the past three years, virtual singling. <coughs> people will just put something out there on their Instagram page, and they're like, well, I did my part. Yeah. No, that's no, not you, it. You I mean, fine. Continue. Like, yeah. I stand with Ukraine. Great. You're not an asshole. Okay. So, so what is are you going to do? Is there a right. time period HVGC is donating the, the funds? So yeah, what, we're what doing, exactly? we've been doing it since... Uh, Really, probably about last week we started. We're going to run through the end of April, and we're just going to kind of reevaluate and see where we are there. And really, like I said, I'm not going to be coy about this. This is a call to arms. Others can do what we're doing. You know, let's kind of do the same thing. I'm not going to sit there and get mad if someone copycats us. I'll be honored if you copycat us because there's going to be a lot more help that's going to be needed because this thing will is kind of a conventional war right now, kind of teetering. It's going to go very unconventional, become an insurgency, and go on for a long time unless we decide there's we want to millions of people that are being moved. This it, is a big, big deal. I agree. Gonna I think it's going to affect huge. the whole world. Yes. I mean, I you're going to have that. all of you can't have a mil You can't have this disruption. Just, uh, no. Uh, this many people be moved and not affect everyone around the whole globe. <laughs> a million percent. A million percent. Well, what does that What does that look like, though? You know, I mean, and just your opinion. Obviously, you don't have the, the crystal ball. There's so many mean, different aspects, though, right? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of variables with it. I Even mean, with food alone. Like, let's just start with food. Yeah. Like, the food that's being raised in Ukraine, right, are being shipped. Or either way, just start with food. Just yeah. start with even more water now being consumed. The water that they were drinking in Ukraine, now you're drinking all from Poland? That's yeah. a 14 or three more million that just popped over here to this week? 
Yeah. That's a lot of product just instantly. That's more lettuce. That's more tomatoes. That's more fucking meat. That's more everything. It's crazy. Rice. The, the Black Sea is pretty much dead right now. I mean, no one's going to be doing any transportation up there, so they're going to be limited. It's amazing, too. You kind of think Ukraine, like, what impact does it have on us? Well, they're like the fourth or third pr- biggest producer of wheat in the world. Wow. So we're seeing that kind of add on to our inflation. So there's so many variables here, but when you the have gas a- prices for us, oh yeah. So the, oh, you know, yeah, what I'm so know when that. you look at just that, like, what do you think? I mean, there's just so many Europe's, different elements. Europe's in a lot of trouble because they went green way too fast. Where literally Germany's like, no more nuclear plants, no more coal, and they get 50 percent of their energy from Russia, and it's actually dirty fuel, which is worse for our environment. So they're in a situation right now where it's like, well, what do we do? And also the refineries are not back up to where they were before the pandemic. That's even a better one. Yeah. Also, we're about to to switch over to the summer blend of fuel, which is even more expensive. So prices like like they're going to get even higher. The summer prices of gas. It's so true. Oh, it's going to be nuts. I mean, that's where um, I think this administration, they probably won't admit, but behind closed doors, they made a strategic error by not letting us be energy independent anymore. Sure. I mean, now you're literally like we buy. I mean, how crazy was it for a little while? Do you know we were funding both sides of this war? We were buying oil from Russia and giving aid to Ukraine. I mean, it was like the most irrational thing I've heard. <laughs> and and as like, you say like, that, so, and, and let me yeah. let me Holy just cancel shit. or not cancel. Let me sum up what you're doing by saying, everybody, go buy you some HVGC yeah. cannabis. That's what you should do. You want to smoke something? You want to help people in Ukraine? Go buy some of this because you're helping feed families out there. There you go. So go buy HVGC products. Now, Now, find a dispensary that has it. Call the dispensary and say, do you have Hellman Valley Growers Company? Because not only do they do so many good things for veterans, they're also helping the Ukraine. And and not only that, that, like, you know, we we need to do a call to action to the dispensary owners that don't have the product that need to start picking it up by the boatload and and paving it forward, too, you know, because because they, they can also, you know, jump in, purchase this, and then you know, and, and share it with their clients at the dispensaries. I mean, and if you need help hooking up, 1-800-420-1980. And we'll connect you to. And even if you want to call and get a hold of Brian somehow, some way, and you want to help some way, you want to challenge the company, you guys want to do it together, you want to do it and you're hearing this, and then we'll interview you and your company because I'll give you the same props that Brian set you to Hell do yeah. this. So I want to give your company that exposure and say, look what they did. Sure. Following Brian because yeah. Brian wants it, we want it. Yep. All that being said, Brian, I asked you earlier, I want to know the who, how, the what, and the whens about this war because I still feel like I'm a fucking clueless idiot about it. I feel bad for anybody dying, period, and being attacked and having to go through what I'm witnessing, but I don't know the who, how, what's, and whens, and from your opinion, as an American soldier, I don't know how biased it's going to be. I don't know where you're going to be at it. But can you explain to us and the listeners, and I felt when I talked to you yesterday, one of my inside of the, oh, this is going to be good, is your knowledge of all this. I'm like, I I think you're going to be able to give us a perspective from a true war veteran hero that's been in major combats, lost a lot of people and killed a lot of people and done things that's beyond our imagination. And you've heard him on the previous podcast. So give me the who, how, what, when, what's going on between Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, I mean, listen, you you look at a guy like Putin who's now 73 years old. He's been in absolute power for about 20 years. And dictators kind of have these tendencies when they're getting maybe towards the end. I mean, you look at Saddam. Saddam literally wrote (laughs) the Quran in his own blood, and he thought he was godlike, and he was a direct descendant of Muhammad. I mean, 
they kind of get into this little echo chamber of themselves and they want to kind of be, they see themselves as heroic and how are they going to like, uh, you know, build their legacy. And it's funny because those That's countries un- in those era is like that because of how it was. Like you just start describing, like he was part of KGB. He was yeah. part of the, we run Soviet. and we dictate and yeah. that's the way it's done. That's what he's been taught. He's a another, Soviet through and through. Another parallel to that would be Adolf Hitler. You know, sure. I mean, one of the most exactly infamous of. dictators of all time. I mean, that guy at the beginning of World War II was suffering from Parkinson's. Uh, yeah. He was suffering from Parkinson's and... Also, was also terminally syphilitic. And the reason why he was giving all of those insane orders to his generals was because he knew he didn't have time. He would have either have liked to see Germany be totally triumphant or completely destroyed, you know, that Germany should die with him, you know. Interesting. Was, I didn't yeah. know that, Christian. He also he was also a massive addict of this uh, amphetamine called Pervitin. And Pervitin was actually prescribed to German soldiers during World War II. And that was a big part of why the Blitzkrieg strategy by Nazi Germany was successful when they went into Poland. Christian, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Are you saying this because you have a gut feeling Putin may be doing something like this as you're using a correlation between Hitler and some of the things that he's done? And are you? Ref- are, are feel, I feel like you are. are yeah, are you? well, I mean, there Do were photos... There were photos that came out, like, there were photos of him that came out where his face looked a little bit puffy. When you said yep. him, you are meaning Putin? Yeah, Putin, okay. yeah. Putin, obviously. <laughs> that, that being said, what, what do you think, Brian? You probably have a little more insight as well. Do you... Because every, everything he's describing, Christian, makes total sense of no, Hitler it, and the mindset and the, what's going on really and why you is. do these. Yeah, and that it, makes total sense, and I didn't know all those yeah, things. Yeah, history tends to repeat itself. So you kind of see what we did in 2014 where we let him take the Crimea. And it was kind of like, all right, well, we'll just appease him, which we kind of did the same thing when we let you know Germany go in and they got the uh, Sudetenland and then he went in and got annexed Austria. And we were just kind of like, well, let, let's just, maybe they'll go away if we just kind of let him be nice. And I think, and you know, I came on, did your guys show like right after this happened was Afghanistan. And I said, I was like, this is a mortal wound for this administration. I'm like, said that. We I, said that earlier when you called it too. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, listen, like, this is a signal to the rest of the world. America is not going to be leading from the front. We're leading from behind. And we just talked about NATO. Now, we have a thing called Article 5, attack and swans, attack and salt. you know when the first time we ever initiate Article 5 in NATO? It was after 9-11. After we got attacked, NATO said, okay, they went after America. We're all in this together. And then guess what we did in Afghanistan? See you guys later. We didn't even prep NATO that we were bouncing. So you literally. So had we did the other nations dirty. Did them big. We Thank had you for your honesty. I don't the, like us to always look good. I like us to be honest. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. No, but I mean, literally, you got to look at Great Britain in their parliament. The first time in the history of parliament, they denounced the United States president. They called him out by name and denounced his actions because we left them all high and dry. So NATO was fractured at that point. That was who was it? That was uh, right, right now. Who was uh, after that war? Who was that? That was. Um, Oh, we're talking about like Joe Biden. Joe Biden. He got called out on Parliament right now. Recently, then, right after right after Afghanistan, when we pulled out in August. Oh, this they re- were pissed, but they weren't they pissed off at Trump because there. Trump started that. No, well, but actually, Obama was started before that. Then Trump continued, and then Joe it happened on Joe's yeah, watch. Yeah, you know, it was kind of a there's a way to exfil and there's a way not to exfil. And what we saw was the way not to. I mean, I always tell people, I'm like, remember when you were kids and you played guns and you left your and guns outside? And that's strictly on Joe's watch. Like, dude, you had control of that, President Biden? Come on. His problem was, President Biden is, and I, I just got to be honest, I mean, his foreign policy, he has struggled throughout his career. Uh, you have a guy, you know, um, Bob Gates, who was Secretary of Defense for both President Bush and Obama. And he's like, I've known Joe for 40 years, and he's been on the wrong side of foreign policy all the time. 
You had General Mattis who said, I would have took this out. Of, he's like, I wish I didn't put this in my book if I knew he was going to be president of the United States. But when we pulled out of Iraq prematurely, it was under Vice <coughs> President Biden. He came over to Iraq. General Mattis briefed him, said, we recommend keeping 11,000 troops. And he said, nope, everyone's leaving. And I'll never forget the words he put in the book. He goes, he answered with the man with confidence like he knew the answer before he heard what we had to say. It, was just, it didn't matter what we were going to say. And then obviously you saw the blow-up of ISIS. You had a caliphate the size of the island of England. They had their own currency. I mean, it was a mess what happened there. So when I saw that, what we did in Afghanistan, one, I will never forgive him for what he did. I mean, I never thought I was going to be wrapped up into a Vietnam, but now I am. But that was a signal to both Russia and China, have at it. Another Because they pulled out. Because, because we pulled out. We showed the weakness there that... You know, like I, I got into a little bit of debate. And it was a healthy debate with the guy. And he just said, you know, I think Trump was Putin's lapdog. And I'm like, OK, I'm like, I get what the media was pushing, but I'm going to push back on this one. I'm like, because you got to understand what happened here. One, you had an ISIS caliphate when President Trump first came in. We weren't doing anything. We lost all of our sphere of influence out there. All of our intel assets basically had to turn to Russia. We handed Syria, Ru Russia to Syria or Syria to Russia. And it was a mess. And they were saying, hey, it's going to take two to three years to get through this thing. We blew the thing out in about a month or two. We just unleashed. I mean, guys, my friends who were over there, they're like, dude, as soon as Trump took the oath of office, we got the new directives from General Mattis, who was Secretary of Defense. and was basically like fangs out, happy hunting. And they went out and just started wrecking shit to the point ISIS was like, whoa, you guys aren't supposed to be doing this. They're like, hey, new sheriff in town. And they destroyed that caliphate. Then you killed al-Baghdadi. All right, so he was a guy who thought, you know, you can't touch him. Then you start going looking at things in terms of, what we did with the red line in Syria. I'm just gonna have to call it again. I mean, I think President Obama probably did one of the most brave things I ever saw a US president do in my lifetime, but he also did something I thought was very detrimental to us. When we told Syria there is a red line, use chemical weapons, we're gonna retaliate. They used chemical weapons, we did nothing. So now when they did this again, under Trump's watch, and this was kind of a serendipitous moment for him, he's literally having dinner with President Xi <coughs> from China. He gets interrupted during dinner, he goes in, he basically says, hey, launch a strike. They use chemical weapons. He went back in, told the president of China, I did this, and this is why. Do you understand? And he goes, I do. He goes, great. Let's have some, uh, some dessert. You don't think that, like, the presidency was like, okay, this is a guy who will pull the trigger. Then you look at things in terms of General Suleiman, who was the head of the Quad's forces in Iran, thought to be untouchable. We know at least he has uh, 600 American mil military uh, servicemen deaths on his hand. He was introducing a lot of uh, bombs and different types of munitions from uh, Iran that we would see in eastern Iraq and eventually make his way out west. Well, he was in um, Iraq. He was going to attack our embassy. And how did we respond? We sent a hellfire and we destroyed him. And how we identified him, we found his hand and had his big ring on it. And like he's gone. I know for 100 percent certainty that shook the Iranian regime to the core. Then you have a huge mountain uh, training facility in uh, Afghanistan that's training all sorts of bad people. And we dropped a Moab, a mother of all bombs. And literally, we did landscaping in the Iraqi mountains. Half of the mountain is now gone. It just evaporated it. So when you start doing that stuff, you don't think other people start looking like, hey, this guy's pretty unpredictable, and he will come hard at us. That's why things kind of got backed off a little bit. There's a cause and effect of things. And the world is not a nice place. I wish it was. But it's usually the guy with the biggest stick is going to make things happen. And when you come hard, people kind of listen to you, and they pay you to respect. I know that sounds so on PC, but I got to be legit. I would even see things on the micro level when I was deployed. We would go do things. And you would talk to the local villagers. They're like, hey, when you guys leave, though, they're going to come rolling right back in. And what do we do at that point?
You okay, know? and I agree with everything you're saying, but now I still don't understand that I've heard the why is Russia trying to take Ukraine? I well, they really Kiev is a kind of like where the birth of Russia was. I mean, the capital of Ukraine. I mean, they look like it. It's still their part. They still have parts <laughs> in uh, eastern Ukraine that speak Russian. So. Putin just looks at it like it's, it's mine. I mean, just like China, China looks at Taiwan, it's like, that's ours, even though we're not recognizing that. So, you know, I think when they start doing, you just knew things were going to happen when you started seeing the military exercises that got very large, when you have about 190,000 troops on the border, and in Belarus as well, which is another puppet government of uh, Russia, you knew something was going to happen. We canceled special operations training that we were supposed to do there in December to kind of go help them out. And I think they just looked at the time was right. And I really think Putin looked at it like, hey, I'm going to be done in about 48 hours. I'm going to roll right through this and I'm going to have it. And, yeah, there might be uncertainty, but we'll, we'll quell at that point. I do not think he understood the weakness of his military. I think his oligarchs who were supposed to be pumping money into his military were pumping it into their yachts and their soccer teams. Oh, really? Yes. That's what you and think, too. So that's that whole big thing of how they're taking well, this, this is a f- $790 million yacht. Yeah. Those yachts that they're taking the green. Those are like cities. And that's like, with, dog, those are so big. That's the problem with dictatorship because you're always going to tell that dictator, no, no, everything's great. We're good. Yeah. You're not going to get that hard truth sure. of like, hey, we're kind of <laughs> fucked up. We got to work on this. Our team's that. not as strong as you think that much money exactly. we're pumping into them. And now it's a huge embarrassment of what's going on where China was kind of like, hey, whatever. Cool. We're going to kind of back you here. We'll buy some fuel. So China. do you feel with your experience in the war that you feel looking at what you see from Russia, your military now is exposed and you're nowhere near yeah. what the right? world That's thought the you guys question. would be? Yeah, I think he is exposed. I think he's greatly embarrassed. And this is when he can be dangerous because now i mean it's he not get, like he, he looks get, at human life the way we would or values it i mean this might so now become, it's even scary because now he'll use world you're war. saying world war nuclear this and that because why because uh, we're already down maybe does not, he even have maybe nuclear not oh they got nuclear. Do they, 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 got, they, they took over it? the nuclear fucking plant in ukraine oh they got a ton of nuclear stuff and they got tactical nukes where they could like vaporize a town i think you're going to see more artillery stuff things of that nature where they're just going to be just rubbling uh, where though to, to, to where though from from i mean where does that start right well, that doesn't start here in the u.s no the hard thing that is like i mean everyone's right now is talking like oh we need no fly zone which i agree it'd be good to get that in there <coughs> but they literally just launched a, a missile over in russia that hit a military base that was like 10 miles from poland yesterday so right. really a no fly zone is not going to kind of stop that uh, well, elaborate on I'm no saying. fly zone well, though, though what does that, that mean that goes back to what i was saying about poland though i mean the moment they hit poland we come we would come in we come in and we stop to. right we would so, have and, to. and they're but not only us. biden did say biden did say we have a sacred duty to like defend our nato allies yes. and finland and finland and sweden like their populations for the first time ever yeah. support joining nato yeah. like a majority of both populations who are like, the nations that are with nato exactly do you know that brian oh man there is a lot because we actually brought in a lot of eastern Bloc countries that are part of the Warsaw Pact. Um, so it used to be pretty much everyone Western Europe, and now you got like uh, what's like uh, Lithuania, you got Moldova, um, Estonia, you got a kind of like a lot of these randoms like Czech Republic. All these things are in there, uh, but yeah, Finland's not. You don't have Sweden, which I think will happen. 
you know, Ukraine always seemed to be a red line. So there's a good debate there. Did we kind of incite Russia and make them feel a little nervous because we were kind of taking all these old Warsaw Pact countries and turning into NATO countries and we're jumping right on top of their border? I think that's, an, that's a good debate. You could have that I, as well. I could see that as yeah. well. I yeah. can easily see that Putin going, oh, I don't want you guys to flip uh-huh. before I can take you back. Exactly. Now, once you flip, I can't take you back because now you're at NATO and now I got to take on all these nations. Yeah, and that's where you're kind of hoping, was there an off-ramp where it's going to be like, listen, we're not going to, Ukraine's just going to be sovereign. We're not going to bring them in to NATO, but you can't attack them. You know, kind of save some face and maybe avoid this. But I think his heart was just into it of like, no, that's mine. I'm going to take it. This is an opportune time. And again, he probably overestimated his military might, and now he's looking very, very low on the totem pole in terms of that. Let's take a break. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Yes. When we come back, we have more war stories with Brian Buckley. <laughs> You've heard all the things at the beginning. We're just going to keep picking his brain about what's going on. It's Cannabis Talk 101. HVC. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back, Joe. All of Canna-Aid's products are made from the purest top-shelf cannabinoids. Yes. But you don't have to take it from me. All their products are third-party tested, so you know they're official like a referee with a whistle. And they got their QR code on the label that anyone can scan and see how pure their stuff really is. Check them out online at CannaAidShop.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-A-I-D-S-H-O-P.com. Let's go. My guy, Brian Buckley, CEO of Hemlin Valley Growers Company, HVGC, is donating profits right now that they make to WC Kitchen to help feed families in Ukraine. So anything that you buy... From this company, they are donating that there. So if you want to be a part of the solution as far as Man, feeding people, that's, that's the solution huge. that he has. Can we go out there and stop the war? No. Can we go out there and feed some people? Yes. So that's what Brian decided to do, and he's challenging all companies. Or that's what HVGC decided to do with this company because it's more than him that has decided. Props to your other business partners yeah. as well. Thank I you. love them too. Yeah, yes, sir. That being that. said, I don't know their phone that's numbers, just... so I can call them when I see something. Maybe <laughs> <you know yours. laughs> so I called you. <laughs> and I love what you're doing. We were talking about some stuff off air, on air, going there. I want to go to now I see... Why it used to be Russia. I want to take it back. I'm older. I don't know if I'll ever get it. Maybe you went to NATO. Maybe you didn't. So now I got to take it now before it gets out of my hands and I lose control and I'm too old mm -hmm. to have this and I don't know who's running. Is that a fair sum up of what's going on there? There you go. Is that some? Yeah, that some? That for sure. Good? Okay. Now, Brian, you could actually do something that none of us in this building can. And that's describe the mindset of both parties. Mm-hmm. You've been in war, you've killed, you've been shot at, you've had friends next to you killed and blown up. And I hate to say it so just bluntly, but it is what it is, right? Right. So that being said, Deep. respect for all that. And that's why I have you badass in my phone and I love you and I, I can cry when I think of everything. But uh, that, what is the mindset? Now let's start with Russia. And I, when I say mindset, you kind of already said disappointed. We talked about Putin going in there. But I want to get into what you were. Your mindset, you're a big wig in the Russian army like you were in our army. You had this certain platoon that you guys would go in there. You did a lot of secret things. You did a lot of this. You did a lot of that, right? I don't know if Russia has that, but you know what it's like to be a leader. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what it's like to go in and, and, and kill and destroy and, and take care of our mission. When you see Russia have a leader that's trying to do what they do, 
and then get stopped and realize the things that we've kind of mentioned before, or we didn't really mention running out of gas. We didn't really mention not having enough food to, to keep pushing. We didn't really mention the being attacked by the Ukrainians, so now they took over that. They, they kind of beat us there. Yeah. Where is some of those mindsets, do you think, of those Russian soldiers that are on the field now? I think, to kind of sum it up in one word, confusion. Sure. You know, there is something to be said about how we do business here in America and having an all-volunteer force versus a force that's conscripted. And these guys aren't volunteers. Hold on, let me back up. I didn't know, is Russia not a volunteer military? No, they're conscripting them, putting them in, in there. Oh. And from what you're hearing, and like, listen, it's all open source, so we're all kind of seeing the same thing on TikTok and whatever, you know? But it seems like these guys thought, hey, we're going here to do a training exercise with Bella LaRousse. We're doing a couple different things. Next thing you know, we're invading Ukraine. I mean, I even heard stories. They literally were trying to push propaganda. And I'm going to give the Biden administration some credit here that Nazis were trying to take over Kiev and the Russians had to go over there and save Ukraine from the Nazi machine. That's what. That's the Russian uh, media people, was trying to push? Absolutely. Now, what we did Great very propaganda. well. Exactly. Well, you know, Secretary Blinken, our Secretary of State, I think did a very good job. If you guys saw his press conference, probably a week before the invasion. And he was putting out there, probably it was classified information that they declassified, where basically they were going to throw up a flag, a false flag, saying, oh, Ukraine did this or this happened and we had to respond or America gave them weapons and we had to be aggressive. He laid every scenario down that Russia was going to use to try to justify going in there. And he took the narrative away from them. And that's where the world community kind of took like up like, hey, what's going on? And Putin quickly starts shutting out all of his outside media outlets so that the Russians were pretty much being spoon fed what he the narrative he wants the Russians to think. But when you're hearing these stories of guys freezing to death in their tanks i mean oh. this is like world war ii shit where you're like how far back are you guys and then you kind of look on the other end with ukrainians and i totally like i said i will be one of the guys i thought 72 hours this is over but when you saw this little old lady walk up to a russian soldier on the, the sidewalk and say here take these seeds and put them in your pocket because when you fall down and die sunflowers will grow from you and I'm like, listen, I've heard, and I said some gangster shit in the battlefield. That was the most dirty shit I ever heard in my life. I mean, talk about Did cold. Did you hear that, Could dude? you imagine me, that yeah. Russian guy? Like, oh. What do you say next with some old lady? Yeah, just like, three here. Seeds. He said, when you die, motherfucker, you're going to die Come in here. Don't you come to my neighborhood. Exactly. So you just saw she the just will of these people. Big time. And I they're, love they're that will. Like, oh, I mean, that's what you got to see, right? You don't want Absolutely. anybody to get attacked. Put it yeah. up. Let's no, go. no. And that's where all the respect in the world, and you look at this stuff, and this is where the frustration comes in because, damn, just so in the Oval Office, a little bit of spine and a little bit of creativity in there. We could be doing some gangster shit off the books. That would be very beneficial for everyone. Does the off the Well, that's two wars. I would say does the off the books work? They're all off books for Russia and Ukraine. There's nothing. We only do on books, right? So, but, right. We and certain, that being said, I, I want to get to slide up in there and start. We, you told we might me have some people there powering, powering them back no, out. We, no, we, we had Title 10 operations, which is military operations, and we have Title 50 <coughs> operations with our clandestine operations. And there's things that we can do. And Brian, are there any secret operations that are going in there and helping that we wouldn't know? Do you, I, how about this? I wouldn't know. Do you think? Okay, you don't know. Do you think? How about that? Do you think there could be? There could be. I mean, there could be. But How I many don't, guys? I don't know. How many guys? I, I, you know, I wouldn't even know. What, what do you think? What, if you're just guessing, you're just guessing. Total random, of course. I mean, this could be something too. Just 
it might be a technological thing we're doing, stuff of that nature, where it might not be physical boots on the ground. Um, Let's play a game. Do you think you could be that one of those guys? If if I'm a random military military dude that you, you're, you're your former fucking pick whoever it is in the top right. that's now working in an office. Yeah, Brian, come in here. Look yeah. at me. What? This is totally off books. This is what we need to do. Hence, we've seen these in millions of movies. I believe it really happens mm-hmm. in real life. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't think of this course. happens. Yeah. I'm going to say I think this does happen. Mm-hmm. My question to you randomly is, are you that guy that they could possibly re- uh, attract or you're the type of candidate because of your military background of all the things that you've yeah, done? They're, they're, you're that type of guy, right? Yeah. There's and I would think that because of everything I heard. Yeah. So my point is, that's why he's such a badass. He's that type of guy that can secretly yeah. go in well, there he, here's, with he, a group well, of guys and... Do whatever my, my, it is so, we yeah. need to do. So here's the thing: my my cousin flies drones for the for for private contractors, yep. right? So what he does, I you're gonna say for Red Bull or some shit? No, <laughs> like, no, no. What, so I'm what kidding, he I'm does, kidding. and and this is uh, you know my t- interpretation, not a, you know obviously what he does. Obviously, you gotta want to talk about his shit that I can't really prove. You know, the, my interpretation of it is that you know they go to Iraq, they'll fly planes over there or drones over there and do some crazy outlandish shit. Yeah that they need to get done and in the event that something goes wrong he is not a u.s you know uh he's not from, from oh they told him you're not on this mission we're not claiming you the, yeah if if he gets if 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 something goes wrong yeah right and, on meaning, and, and he looks i mean he's puerto rican by the way like myself but he's got a full beard and he mm. looks very arabic you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you look crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's all like. Your one you know, little cousin has, uh, the one that came here, your brother's, or your nephew, excuse me. He has. A Ray. Ray has, right. So he's yeah. very much like he that. Has, he can look right? Persian. And I, yeah, he total. looks very Persian. So I'm like, Muslim what are you, Persian, and I'm like, dude, when I'm seeing him, I'm like, dude, you look like yeah. straight, you know, like you're. You look you, the part. You look the yeah. part heavy. And, I'm like, and he's like, oh, I've been overseas for the last fucking, you know, whatever, five <laughs> years. And I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck? And then yeah. he just pulled out, right? Not yeah. too long ago. But he's they're the ones that are flying drones, doing some crazy shit. And and if if they are they're they're private contractor, they don't work for the government. They work for another division that basically is hired from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know whom, and they're doing shit that that needs to keep us safe, if you will. Yeah. Do do so, countries so that's like that hire Americans? Thinking, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, there, yeah. There's there's I, I got some friends who are doing some great stuff, and I sleep well at night. Yeah, I know and they're out there. Right. So you still have those connections of people that still there's still things like that out there in the world making sure we're all safe. Absolutely. There's a lot lot of things going on that, you know, people just don't know about, but that's fine. And there's nothing crazy or illegal, but you just they're keeping the wolves at bay. Yeah. Like like in other words, what I'm saying is, is in this war, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, we we backdoor. We're, we're giving them ammo. We're giving them this. We're giving them that. What we're telling them is we're not doing is giving them truce, but it wouldn't be surprising to me had we dropped some fucking troops there to help operate well didn't we pull folks out well we called all the americans we didn't have soldiers there. yeah we, we pulled the embassy out which i i didn't like um why i just think it's weakness like i'm just gonna like again li- listen i am i love <coughs> this experiment called america it's the greatest country in the world. We're young kids. We're still it's young an on the experiment. block. <laughs> but it is. I mean, listen. You know, also, you're not a world power because you're a nice guy. All right? You ask someone to do something, they don't do it, then you make them do it. And I would just say, you're literally going to come after the United States of America. You're going to attack our embassy. Roger that. Stand by. Especially with the shit you're coming with, Putin. <laughs> Here we go, Okay, we'll bro. see how that one works out. Yeah. Your five-foot-four ass will smush you. I mean, it's just like that. I actually how I feel that way too. And I felt like I felt like, what do you? Okay, oh, we just felt Should've the hype. Should have just rolled said, their ass. We're done. We're out of here, right? Yeah. They felt the hype. China which, didn't leave. 
But they didn't. No. Nope. Are they still there? Probably not now with what's going on, Keith, but they stayed for a while. See, I, and if they that stayed happens, a little longer than us, yeah. yeah. Well, let's and play that's the game. A little bit like you yeah. know, chicken, right? Yeah. Play the yeah. game, they're, Brian. They're like, it happens. Is it literally World War Three now? No. If, if we stayed there and then they affected us, or better yet, now let's go to they invade Poland. Is mm-hmm. that World War? What, what, ha- what happens for us to get involved? And yeah, then what happens yeah. I mean, they definitely. And they're ten miles from. There. Yeah, they stumble into a NATO country. It's over. If they do a tactical nuke, which could be on the table. Older, over. What, explain what it, that means. They say, fucking, here, here's the border, and they they stumble upon the border, and they go in there. Done. Is it walk in there? If I walk in there, literally, or do I have to shoot somebody? I, in there? If they walked in there, I wouldn't wait for the next move. I would. I would. Once attack. you once a fucking foot walks over that line, and they will the first one. Yep. No gun. He could be fucking that, that's, walk on that's walk. In, that's intent to me. That's yeah. intent. So, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that going to happen? I, it just depends on how... I think really what could happen, if he gets to that point where I think even people in the inner circle in Russia start saying, hey, Vladimir might do something with a nuke, or he might incite and bring U.S. and everyone into here, and China is backing away, I think someone's going to take him out. Yeah, I don't think the Russians are going to let that happen. They're, the, the actual, their own? You think their I own think is take, someone who, inside would take them out. Who takes over next, you know, with the protocol? <sighs> That's is a great there? thing. I mean, I'm sure someone in, in the Langlier who probably wrote a couple of biographies on the next guy who could be. I don't know. How does that even come to be power there in Russia? Do you know? Well, it, 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 technically they're a democracy and they have elections, but Putin always wins by like 99%. So, you know, I'm sure it's legit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, you never know because it, it does seem That's like, the best. you know, everything you're seeing now with the youthful movement of, you know, you got like that lady last night who went on like their, like, or Fox News, whatever, with a sign saying this is fake, and you know she's probably people in jail are turning, dog. It's not they're the turning. same Russia so it used to be. Exactly. So there's things there where people have some critical thinking and self thought, not the old days of Soviet Union they're, where they're, X, they're, Y, and Z, and it's for the state. So I think you could see an uprising, and then you probably would have somewhere of a close of a democratic election that could take place. I mean, one of uh, Putin's adversaries he threw in jail who's kind of his top rival so maybe that guy comes out I, I don't know how they would play that but I'm sure there's people looking into it right now Man. so do you feel like he'll be assassinated I think yeah that's the next yeah I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and like this guy's fuck 101 we're gonna talk yeah uh, I'm not gonna sit here and be PC I, I think I think he's gonna get taken out somehow by his own I think so real soon it could be within the next 90 days, I think. I mean, there's, there, there's, you're hearing rumors now. They have about 10 to 14 days left of uh, Schlitz for their military, and then they're out. If it's so, not his is own. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. That, and then, again, this is open source. Who knows? But they're asking China for help, <laughs> and they're saying, hey, we're going to kind of be impartial and stay out of this one. Good luck to you. And, the, and the, they might not even be able to battle the own, yeah, their, own, I, their own war. I they might be not be, be able to finish it, right? They I, might not I, be, they'll have to pull back just to, how They don't even have enough... Power to get back though. Yeah, exactly. Well, they I mean, they have get... tanks. They have tanks that are running out of gasoline. Yeah. That's I mean, what I mean. Just... They don't have yeah. enough to get back. Yeah, their logistical train. Like again, you saw it was oh, yeah. a pretty they, complex they logistical the train. They had a three-tier logistical uh, plane, uh, train going in there. And I was just thinking, I'm like, man, I hope they rehearse, 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 because that's a lot of moving parts, and you need to be Johnny on the spot with all that. And if one thing falls down, it could be trouble. Now they did pretty well. There's like almost two wars if you look at. It. Like there's a southern and northern war. In the southern war, they're kind of taking Odessa and some key strategical sea lines of communication down the southern part, and that worked out pretty well for them. But everything up in the north, man. I mean, they just got this convoy of death that's just sitting there, and people are freezing and they can't move, and they're inching ever so closely to Kiev. And what probably, would you have done different uh, if I was? Russia, because Russia went in there to win. I mean, obviously, if you're fucking Ukraine, you just try, you, there's nothing different. Yeah, if I was Russia, I mean, I you know, it's, it's such a hard question to answer because <laughs> of just the way their leadership is. 
I mean, did they do a no kidding, no shit assessment of their military? No, they didn't. They didn't. They they thought a they what? had something. Say that again? A, a no kidding assessment of their military capabilities. A no kidding. So you're using like, that as a pun. Okay, you know, use that good. like a a war game or or doing stuff where you could be like, okay, we're struggling here. We got this. We can't do logistics. We suck at this. Let's back off here. Maybe look at something different. I think he was just told what he wanted to hear, and he's like, cool. I got about 48 hours. I think China was on the book saying. This would probably be a little forty-eight hour Crimea thing, and we're done. No big deal. Yeah, just smash and grab. Yep. And then and it turned into it conquer. Grab. It South. turned into a, it's, a, it's a like let's go conquer. Yeah. And then they realized shit, we're going to war. So these th- fuckers are fighting. Are they winning right now? Do you think Russia? Um, I mean, I guess technically, yeah, they're, they're they have territory no they've taken in over. War, Joe. But, no well, no, you do. If, if you go in there to conquer, and I mean, there's a lot of people that'll die. But yeah. If I you mean, conquer and you take over, then you won. I think they're on their uh, they're pretty much on the on their back <laughs> foot right now. And what I would like to see happen is. You know, right now, I don't know why we're not putting planes in there. That's another thing that just kind of threw me off. And we're always saying, well, we're worried how Vladimir is going to respond. Fuck him. You know, yeah. let him respond to us. But fine. We've already been putting stingers in there. We've been putting javelins in there. Stingers are taking out things in the air. Javelins taking out things on the ground. Put in a Patriot missile defense. All right. That's defensive in nature if you want to get technical and say, hey, we didn't put any offensive weapons, but we put a Patriot missile systems in here. They're about $100 million a pop. But they can shoot down cruise missiles, do all this shit, and you can start protecting and maybe help out with some of these insane sieges that are going on that are impacting the local populace. Because you got some areas that they haven't had food, electricity, anything for 10 days. Oh. I mean, they're, it's, and it's cold. It's, it's getting, cold over there. Yeah, you it's, know? Getting so it's getting bad, and you're going to start seeing the elderly and the children start dying here. And that's like, hey, we got to kind of make do, a move do, here. We have to do something. Yeah, absolutely. How do you yeah. see this ending? Where, where, is, where does it conclude? I think really he's going to, I think he's running out of steam. Putin, I, I, yeah, I, I think, like, you know, Biden's apparently going over to NATO next week, which again is frustrating. It's kind of like, okay, why you're, next week? Why don't week, you go right, right, yeah. go right now? Yesterday? You know, yeah, like, yeah, go yesterday. You got a yeah. plane that we pay for. I mean, use it. Yeah, go. Now, usually when presidents or vice president leave continental United States, they got something with them. They're going to introduce some big package. Kamala Harris didn't have anything, and it was kind of like she was just out there kind of trying to do her best, I guess, whatever you want to say. Now, the only thing I can think is Biden putting something together that when he shows up next week, we have something, and we're going to just put an end to this. I don't know. Hopefully, if that's why he's taking a week to get there to put all of his cards uh, in in a row. But I feel like that's what it's going to take a NATO to step in. Because like, how do you? I, mean, I think China. And then they step in, and then what though? Like, how does it still get resolved? Okay, you only get half of Ukraine. You don't. Get, you only get the one worst, city. Yeah. Like, worst, what, what, what is talk, it in? I, well, I would well, think another country. You know, listen, we're, America's not going to take the lead on this one. We've made that very clear. So someone else step up and go take it. Who is going to be that person? You think? You know, Who's if I was country? Poland, uh, Germany, other countries, Germany, Germany just increased their military. Germany's increasing. Um, really? I mean, it's going to take a little time from it, but they can all just say, hey, en- enough of this, and let's just put some offensive <laughs> weapons in here, because they just could probably know from the intel assessment that Putin is struggling <laughs> right now. He has about 90% of his military inside Ukraine and it's not performing very well. Well, do they go back and take over Russia, too? No, no. I think they you just, just leave you them just, there. You knock them because back. They, and, you can't, nobody can, because then the nukes come out. Yeah, you, can't that, go into, exactly. you can't go into Russia, period. And if you go into Russia, you're getting nuked, period. Like, that's just, you can't do that. And you, like, you know, just like you well, can't that's what I'm up. saying. Well, well, they go into Poland. Well, if yeah. they go into Poland, well, they that's when it's all I yeah. think because of defend. the theory of, of him saying he's got the fucking, you know, this this sickness, he, he's, yeah. he's going down anyways, that he is going to go into Poland. He might. And when he does go into Poland, I think we go and fucking plummish his ass. And, and I think that's going to be the big be more story. Than him, which but is what's horrible. worse than yeah. that, though, is that if we do. If we do go in there and we, we, we take on this massive, you know, war, 
then does China jump in and go, fuck you guys, it's time to go play ball because it can go there. We owe China too much money and China still needs us to yeah, build China, all the things China they China do. China might kind of but hold back, but I think, again, it's like what we said in the beginning, this is Putin's war. I don't think the Russians will have the heart nor the will to get involved with anything like this. Sure. And that's why I think if it went well, that south, I think somehow, some way, Vladimir Putin ends up in a body bag. I sure. just think he's. They in, just take him out, and then we could take him out down. and just be like, okay, hey, that he guy was a little cut bit weird. The head off. Yeah, Brian, is there any like other country this. that you can see going in there and doing that, sneaking in? Like, what? What, what I mean, would be the country look, that could go in there? You know, and snipe it, it? like you know, you can look at things <laughs> like like uh, Great Britain has good intel. You know, there's a couple of countries that could probably do some stuff. Um, better than us, you think? No, not no. better than us. No, we're the best. So, I mean, by far. How so. many guys would it take to send in there to go snipe them? What, what do you think? Oh, God. You if know, you were in charge of putting that together, how, what, what would you, how, what would I you mean, need? you'd want to have a limited footprint, so it doesn't look like too many things are going on. Maybe you have some assets that are already in there that kind of look Russian, and you just kind of turn them on and tell them what they have to do, and you'd have to do your kind of your studying and understand his, his uh, pattern of life and how he does things and find a moment where he's vulnerable and, and take the shot. So we would have to work with somebody that's in there already. That's what you're approaching. You never know if we already got people in there. Kind Which of I would think. Well, I would oh, think yeah. we, we do. We, we do. Yeah. No, no. That's why I'm saying yeah. you just turned me on to something I didn't 100%. even think of. Yeah. Like you just took me in a direction where I imagined somebody's leaving fucking Oregon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm John thinking, Rambo's to- walking totally with the bag. Totally. Like, like my head was yeah, like, yeah. you're going to tell me. I'd call a couple guys. Well, I know somebody in Oregon and in yeah. fucking Nebraska and blah, blah. And we're going to get my boys in the team together. Yeah, no, they're already like, there. Like I'm thinking of the movies uh, that I've watched growing up as a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they did that, but they did that. Seven, you know, t- seven years ago, and shit. They yeah, put some yeah. Guys I there. mean, they, they have too. done that too. Yeah, that's they, what no, I mean. No, I'm saying they have. They did that seven years ago, meaning that they've had bodies there. So we like, did that to get we have set people. We, we have people in every yeah. country. Yeah. I mean, look at all the Cold War espionage just, stuff. Just it's like amazing. And if and when Putin is taken out, do you think that there's a possibility that Russia could descend into civil war? Do you think there's a possibility of that, or? Hmm. It's you know, I, I guess there's always, you know, because you're going to have a little bit of uh, destabilization. I think it really, I mean, they're in such a class system where you have, like, the oligarchs and, like, everyone else. So I think as long as the oligarchs are still kind of getting theirs and doing what they got to do, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, that's where I always tell people, don't compare it to America. Like, there's never going to be a country like us. But if they can just maybe get some freedom of elections and do things like that and kind of maybe not have this kind of thing anymore, it would be a very positive uh, sign for everyone. And... That's where I just think, you know, right now I'm sure people are in a war room and they're playing every scenario because you got you, you, you got you, you would be a fool if you say, what if he wants to go nuke? What if he wants to do this? I mean, we got to put every worse uh, situation on the table and figure out how do we solve that? I mean, I think I told you guys before, it's like one of the first things they taught me as a Marine is you get a map. All right. You flip it. You act like a bad guy. How am I going to kill Marines? And you've, you've kind of played out. Then you flip the map back around and say, now I need to protect myself and kill them. And how do we do it? So they got to be doing some war gaming here and playing every shit situation that could come from this. Yeah. And hopefully just kind of put it in because I don't think this ends with Putin just being like, OK, guys, sorry, my my bad. And I mean, no he's, he's a war criminal. Way. So and, and we got to hold him accountable. And like I said, I don't think anyone would bat an eye if he's not here. When you said war criminal. Well, he's only a war criminal if they lose, right? Well, I mean, right now, I mean, you got, I think, the world court and people are putting things together. I mean, listen, when They're you... They're not going to do shit, though, to them. What are they going to do? Oh, no, you're 100% <laughs> right. I mean, that's like... We'd have oh, to you broke the rules. That's what I'm saying. When I think of war rules and this yeah. and that, like... We're the only fucking country that's supposedly even followed it, especially when we're in Iraq and stuff, and they're still doing dirty stuff, and we're still trying to play... At one point, I remember and I, talking to some of my other friends saying, well, Joe, those rules changed. First war, yes, we went in their clean house. Second rule, a little cleaner. By the third, you know, the rules got a little tighter. Yeah. Like... I know early on from what I heard from my military friends, yep. early on it was fucking green light, yeah, it was all light. On. It was there's no war rules right. for us. 
I feel like America put the war rules on and said, now let's follow these rules. We'll lead by example. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? It's war. Yeah. Well, you know, it's complex because you, you got to be kind of that beacon on the hill. Like, okay, we are the side of the right. Now, I always tell people, hey, if you got to go into the gray, you go into the gray sometimes. Now, what we were dealing with in Iraq, when you're fighting a counterinsurgency, it's really not a battle for terrain. It's more of human terrain, not physical terrain. So if you kill someone by accident, you just might have made 10 more Al-Qaeda. You might have made more Taliban because they get pissed off. I mean, one of my best Taliban, well, he was Taliban, one of my best commandos, a machine gunner, he was former Taliban. And the Taliban accidentally killed his family and pissed him off. And he came to our side, and I'm glad he did because he was really, really, really good. So right. that's the problems you have with these counterinsurgencies. And that's where you're seeing things, if somehow Kiev goes and the Ukraine flag falls, they're going to have uncertainty. I mean, their president, I mean, this guy's a former comedian who's now like Winston Churchill all suddenly. Yeah. You know, he would almost be an, I, no one wants to see him go, but man, if he's they an kill, icon right now. Yeah, if they he's, killed he's earned, him, he's he might story. be powerful Ooh, in the afterlife icon, than he would now because he'd be a martyr. So. Oh, he's he's done Ukrainians like, it's, it's who amazing. knew? It's amazing. I mean, right? he, like you're looking at that guy going, wow, dude. Oh, he's great. I mean, he's sitting, having you're food with, with his people. I mean, he's doing yeah. everything. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. I mean, the U.S. is like, hey, we'll get you out. He goes, nope, Watching this the is clips my spot. Goes, Don't like, send me a plane, bro. Yeah, he's like, send me send me ammunition, not a plane. I mean, under his leadership, 65% of Ukrainians now support the legalization of cannabis as well to the point where we even have companies like com that are still in kiev right now as it's being shelled and so. it's so funny Thank christian God. as you mentioned that brian i want your psyche uh, analytic look on these soldiers that are out there would it be beneficial could they get cannabis out there on the fields on this i mean ukraine's getting invaded yeah so it's like okay now i'm home i could probably take my own stash whatever but it's ukraine they have a cannabis there Russia, no, you can't have this. Yeah. Russian ro- soldiers can't have it. Ninety yeah. percent of Russians are opposed to legalization. According yeah, to so the Russia, Moscow it's Times. fucking crazy. If those who missed the news on oh girl WNBA, yeah, WNBA player, she about to serve. Ex- I mean, she broke the law. She broke yeah, the law. Don't go did. to fucking Russia yep. with anything. Yeah, I'm leaving my HVGC not at the uh, airport yeah. in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going into the right. I'm not coming exactly. out. Exactly. Not coming in. You're breaking major laws in a different country. That she brought weed in. Oh, dude, she brought a cartridge. Yeah. And then you, I'm looking at people like, okay, she brought a cartridge. You brought a cartridge to Russia. And then, oh, they, not the fucking uh, Russia her? and Disneyland, a fake oh, yeah. fucking place. They not ca- the Russian. They, they kept her. Oh, not yeah. the Russian uh, part in, in, in no LA CBD, and New York. Even if it was CBD, you don't play no, You don't bring shit. nothing Screw there. Yeah. And like, that's why I guess like her and like eight You don't girls. bring a banana into fucking Russia, no, though. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm eating a Russian <laughs> banana. <laughs> I ain't eating my banana. I ain't bringing a Mexico fucking avocado in this restaurant. The Russians will even use, like, Tinder to, like, lure potheads into, you know, sting operations. They'll, like, have some, like, attractive Russian girl on Tinder, you know, lure someone in with the prospect of a girl who's, like, 420 friendly, and then they'll, like, nap him, you know, like, they'll arrest him. So my point is, Russia goes hard. They're not doing it. Ukrainians can do it. They have it there. How would you have liked when you were a soldier, mm-hmm. to be able to utilize cannabis on the field? You know, I think what it, working with the Israelis like we do, it's kind of interesting hearing some of the things they're looking at with their military. It's like, we get hit by an IED. Uh, in the beginning, we didn't really understand it, and, but little did we know, we were getting blast waves and we are getting concussed, and guys were getting banged up from this. So now when you get hit by an IED, one of the best things you can do is give someone some cannabis because it starts reducing the brain swelling and speeds up the recovery process. So that's where the Israelis are finding some good results with this, where they're actually being able to get their people back onto the battlefield faster because they're using cannabis and it's helping them heal a little bit more efficiently. So I would look at stuff like, hey, I don't know what their supply chain looks like out there, what they got, 
but I know they're probably running low on some traditional medical stuff. Well, you got guys who are hitting blast waves or you're just eating these fucking artillery rounds and mortar shells all night. You might have to give some of these people a little bit of cannabis. One, calm them down, but two, they might have some slight concussions and it'll just make them more effective and a little bit better. The American, the American military, even before cannabis was made illegal, it was officially used by the United States Army, specifically by the cavalry divisions. Uh, the strain that was used was uh, cannabis indica. It was used to treat sick horses, and during World War One, it was used. Yeah. It was given to soldiers to help treat upset stomachs and headaches. And even during the 50s, 60s, and 70s, during Korea and Vietnam, when it was illegal, there were these experiments carried out by the United States Army Chemical Corps called the Edgewood Arsenal Experiments, and they found that there was absolutely no negative impact on combat performance or readiness. Jesus, you're like, you're like the Library of Congress over well, there, no, aren't so you? I mean, Backstory, <laughs> you ready for this? In fact, Vietnam, <laughs> Vietnam War veterans actually said it helps them prepare for battle. So adding on to what you're yeah. saying, yeah. So the funny random part, you're hearing Christian right there talk. And Christian and I were talking one day, and um, I, we were talking about show ideas and concepts. <laughs> and I go, Christian, what, let's do a show together on you know the war and what's going on, the coalitions and... and Look up some research and give me some stuff, kind of everything he's been spatting out, right? So yeah. I kinda, we kind of talked about a month ago, Christian? Yeah, yeah. About, about like right, right, two, right, three, right, three, three weeks ago. Yeah. Right, right, right when the war happened. Yep. Start off, I go, Christian, look into anything cannabis war related. I want to start talking. I want to do a show regarding it. So I was prepping a show to do research, to just do content yep. and, and discussion and what we found and all the stuff that he's just been spitting out, right? Yep. So for those that are listening, wondering why Chris is so locked and loaded, does he have this military <laughs> fucking background? No, he did research for Hell yeah. what we were talking about doing a show about. Yeah. And then even to be more specific for everyone to be in the inner circle, he comes up to me randomly. He's here today. I'm here today. And he brings up, hey, Joe, I have all that information. And I sent you that email. And I go, dude, I looked at it. Oh, my God. I didn't read it all in depth, but I did graze it, and I and I know that everything you sent me. Was I know dope. you did more research than most people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know you did more research, and I love it. That's incredible. Respected him for it, right? Yeah. So my point is, I did everything. Of, he did everything that he was supposed to do as young men in turn putting together what he thought would be great for the show, and everything you did was great for a show, and everything was very informal. And so my point is, then I go, oh my god, and he goes, what? And I go. Brian Buckley's coming in. He goes, who? I go, Mr. Badass. He goes, who? And I go, oh, yeah, you don't know him. You weren't here when you had him on before. I go, my point is, I want you to sit down like he's been doing and just be a part of the show because you have so much research. Doug, when I say so much research, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pages of stuff. Yeah. That this guy just said he didn't say enough that he's done. So my point is, thank you, A, Christian, for interning with us and being here and blessing us with your talents and your editing, but also stepping out of the box and saying to me like you did, hey, I got some show ideas, and we have meetings around the office, and we always say if you're quiet, then you're no good for us. If you speak up, then we want you up. He's spoken up a few times. So when he spoke up, which I commend you, Christian... Awesome. He spoke Thank up you so much. And said, "Hey, I want to do something." And then I sat down and looked at him and said, "Let's do a show on this." Hell yeah. Let me see you do some research. Now that you're stepping up and wanting to do some more around here, yeah. let me see how you put together research for a show Man. on a big topic that's going to be really big in the next few days. Why? Cuz this war's just starting. Yeah. So let's look at the war in cannabis and correlations. Yeah. And so I want to So no chance it's in hell. Incredible. It's like you've li- I literally I work with a lot of guys on the thing called a Veteran Action Council and like I mean we're I'm ready to do a presentation in the United Nations uh, tomorrow night or something I got to do in Geneva. But Fucking these guys have off. been around. <laughs> but these guys have been around forever, <laughs> and they say all this stuff, and I'm like, I've never heard the things you said. 
which blows me away. I thought I've heard a ton of stuff, so great job. Well, Commendable, I mean, right? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So, yeah. We huge, applaud you, Christian. Huge. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, Thank you guys yeah, so much. Yeah. You were dropping so many gems on there. Pitt looked over the pit thing. He looked at me like, this motherfucker right here is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> His eye had and, that and crooked eye. Like, he did, yeah. To... He had that crooked eye like, you hear this guy? Like, he's been... Wait, man, it got hot. Like, don't touch that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Viking berserkers, like back in like the eighth and ninth century, also took like a weird concoction of like, I don't know, herbs, you know, to drive themselves into a frenzy. So, like, yeah, yeah. they would take cot and stuff like that where they would shoot up and make them feel immortal. So that was pretty, that's what we had to deal with in Mogadishu. They would get all doped up on that stuff and they felt immortal. And isn't isn't it true that suicide bombers are often found with like opium soda in their cheeks? Well, like when sometimes you'd have like these things we'd call like House of Hells where they're just, they're going to die. They're, they're not, they're there. so sometimes they would huff. Uh, well, one time, I mean, we start we eliminate these guys, and we start looking at their bodies to do some stuff, and you see blue stuff all around their face, and you're like, these guys were huffing uh, spray paint, and they will take some pills and they'll take some stuff. So we always had to rehearse. We used to call it the Tony Montagna rehearsal, you know, like Scarface. You're just pumping them, and the guy just keeps coming at you. Well, what do you got to do? So we would actually fight in houses of how to get in close quarter battle if we had to fight. The guy that you just threw ten five five six rounds into, and he's still coming at you. What do you do at that time when because, they're ready to go? Because they they've got something else in their system. Absolutely, and they know they're going down. Yeah. So they're like, let's just fucking fill myself. You know, full as you shit. as you mentioned some of those things, and you mentioned that you mentioned how those were back in the day. And Christian, you mentioned what they used to take medicine wise and using all these things that you then elaborate yep. on. Why does part of me feel like that should still be okay to an extent? Certain. All natural it still is being used. Can, like hence cannabis. Yeah. First off, so let's just start with the, the best that I can see. Yeah, but I'm not going to front, dog. I look at some of these other drugs and not the fucking Hitler way of giving them meth and fenibine. Right, right, right. Doing they that way, doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the the as we've mentioned, and, and those who know history have heard that one notoriously yeah. forever. I'm not going that extreme, saying let's just pump our guys up with yeah. crank and coke. In, in no. fact, a lot of Nazi officers ended up dying because of the heart attacks from the pervis and amphetamines. You know, like they started like, just dropping dead. <laughs> but, but ready for this? Put in a little cocoa leaf in their bag so they could eat it, maybe. I be, but a, well, a little more in all natural. Where it's not such a hardcore uh, no, mixed in. Listen, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm asking. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I think you, we had a lot of discussions about that with like with steroids. With steroids. Steroids. Or, I mean, like you. There's a lot more yeah. baseball players out there. Then people realize we're on steroids, not because like not the big Barry home run Bonds isn't going to get in because of it. Well, I mean, no, but you got thing. guys who are probably shortstops, like guys who are weighing buck seventy five. Why? Because of recovery time. I mean, you played sure. one hundred and sixty two games and you're getting your ass kicked. Sure. So we even said they're like, hey, is it wrong if you did a cycle of steroids pre war? I've been a fan. I've I don't know. I mean, that's it. where you guys say things like, no, you're going to recover a little bit more all. quick. It might make you a little more, uh, you know, aggressive on the battlefield. Maybe have a little bit more fucking yeah, energy. Yeah, I mean, because what happens when you start getting tired? You stop. You lax. Just make them legal. Thinking, you if you want to use them, so. use them. If you don't, then don't. Well, yeah. Well, so yeah. there's. I mean, they, they, there you go. Libertarian way. So of my, at that it. being said, would it be smart, Brian, to say on the battlefield they're legal if you want to use them? If not, then don't. Yeah. Because you go on a battle. How many times have you had to go all night? You oh personally, God. look at that. Look at that. Look at his face. Look at that. Yeah. How many times have you got to go all night? And if you had a little something besides a Red Bull or you probably didn't even have a Red Bull because you're on the fucking field walking. Well, we had a lot of stuff. And trust me, I mean, by the time I'm walking onto the helo at like LZ Tombstone, like I'm ready to bite a chunk out of the helicopter. I mean, I was just ready. And, yeah. you know, usually we'd probably have to run for about 15 hours at that point, going to the nighttime. And then, you know, say the Afghanistan wise, we'd go in the middle of the night. We land on the X, do our raid, get some people, do a couple different things, and then eventually you just see women and children would be leaving the area. All the Taliban would come into the area, 
And they would do their call to prayer, and then they were trying to find, and we would start, we'd have our morning fight, and then we would have an afternoon fight. And so after that afternoon fight, I knew I could kind of rack out for about two or three hours, and then we'd get ready to do stuff in the nighttime, which freaked them out because we owned the night and they couldn't do anything. Again, another problem with Russia, Jesus, they have, like, no night vision capability. I mean, they literally stop at sunset, and I'm like, again, are these guys in Vietnam era? Like, this is insane. That had yeah. to, how that has to blow our military are. around going, wait a minute, you guys well, don't I mean, have you guys what? saw how we just ripped through countries well, at nighttime. At night. yeah. and, I mean, all the shock and all and the bombs going everywhere. That's it's when like, we come. Yeah, because yeah. no one can compete with us at nighttime, and we see better at night than we do at daytime. Half So <laughs> I was just like, man, I don't know why we're getting nervous around Vladimir Putin. I got it. He has nukes, and he has a little bit of reputation. But he ain't swinging with a big dick, you know. It's just a very uh, wet noodle he's coming out right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you feel everybody were fine. Bottom line, does Russia win the war? No, absolutely not. So they don't take over Ukraine? You know, they, like I said, they might physically get Ukraine at one point. It, like, imagine what they went through in Afghanistan, or maybe what we went through in Afghanistan. You know, eventually you might be a placard holder for a little bit, but you're not going to win the long game here. And the, the way, the will that we're seeing the Ukrainians, the fight they have in them, everyone's picking up arms, old ladies saying, hey, you're going to be sunflowers. I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. So, again, it's going to be rough. It's, you know, we're fortunate to be where we are and where we're located in the world, and they're going to go through, you know, it, it, war shit. It's hell. It's terrible. And they're going to have to go through that, and I, and I feel terrible for them. But... At the end of the day, Ukraine, will, I think, will end up standing. Well, what's crazy about talking to you, Brian, and explaining everything, this is the first time that I feel bad now. Well, I felt bad because they're just doing it, period. But I had a uh, thought that Russians signed up for the military. Now that you're telling me Russian boys and young men are fucking sent to the military. Yeah. Everyone. And now sent, they're, you know, right? and whether Everyone, or not they right? were 16, yep. right? Yeah. So now I, mean, what, being, I don't know if conscription aid is yet, like but it's probably that's, right around there. But my that's point like, is 16. But my point is now blue. I, I have this, which I didn't have before yeah. this conversation, a deeper, I have a deeper empathy and sympathy for the soldiers that are, <laughs> are going out there and doing it. I mean, I already had the, even though you're attacking, I still feel bad because there's what been, there's been, 2000, about a week ago that I remember hearing from yeah. uh, Russian. They lost uh, three generals. That's what I'm saying. They, like, they're, they're being the attacked. They're crazy. losing. In my, well, not yeah. losing, but they're getting hit very hard, in my yeah. opinion. Number one, <laughs> by a, and seeing yeah, what's going on, yeah. I, I kind of feel like, is Ukraine going to win? Yeah. They're not going to well, take well, I, They're I, just not walking. My point they're not is, laying down. Let's just hey, say yeah. that. But my That's point is, I never sure. felt bad for the Russians. Like, bad, bad. Right. I never felt bad, bad. I yeah. felt bad, like, bad. But, you know, you guys feel me, I hope. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? Bad, bad is like, Dude, you didn't you you got sent here? Yeah. Oh wow. And that's the thing. You got some up in the higher up echelon who are friends of Putin and they're just assholes. But you know, that's why I said we just got control the narrative of being this is Putin's war. I, I just think these Russians are getting thrust into a situation that they're not exactly thrilled to, they're probably lied to about, and you're obviously seeing how they're performing on the battlefield because war is all about imposing your will. And these guys don't have the will out there to fight. The Ukrainians do. So you're doing everything you guys can as Hellman Valley growers are once yes. again donating money to go feed people out there in Ukraine. Yeah. HVGC, go out there, buy it, call your dispensary, tell them to get that HVGC so they could support this, be a part of this. If you're a company out there and want to do that, and once again, everything that you've done uh, with the Marine Raiders and everything else, Brian, is, is so commendable, and we appreciate you. Do you see yourself going back in and doing anything else with the military? Because all your knowledge... Just, I look at you as such a high-end, educated, normal, you speak to me, you speak my language, maybe it's we're the same ages, and all these other military people that are running things are just so much older, and maybe they have more experience than you and you're better, but to me, you're right at that leader role age of 
being able to speak from experience because of everything I read and so much more, you have everything under your belt. Mm -hmm. So are you looking to go back in and lead even as far as our country, the fucking neighborhood, California? Like, what, what is your... Yeah, gig? you know, I, I think, um, you know, really what I want to do here with Hellman <coughs> Valley, I want to get medical cannabis federally legal into the VA system, and then I'll post, you know, Well, I, I well you're, you're the first one to have a whole agenda to go start talking to the government. Yeah, yeah, and that's... Blue, remember it, when know, I told you on a talk, I'll go, dude, this guy has an agenda, like how he's put it together. And that's why I say when I see you doing bigger things, yeah. I love what you're doing for cannabis. Don't get it <laughs> twisted, right? Like you, you put together in front of me a whole plan that was like, I haven't heard anybody do that yet. Yeah. Like that's fucking, you're on point, dog. Continue yeah. and let me utilize us. Yes, sir. Anyway, you told, you heard me. Yeah. We talked about everything I talked about. With Absolutely. You. And there are, and there are so many veterans like, uh, like in one story, uh, like like someone suffered like a traumatic like neck injury from an IED and immediately after he started taking cannabis he immediately felt improvements to it and there are so many stories of veterans who mm -hmm. have just these miraculous turnarounds once they turn to cannabis and in fact uh in one survey uh like among patients like 80% found that cannabis was more effective than opioids for pain and 92% also said that the side effects of cannabis were more tolerable than the side effects of opioids. So yeah. I think what your company Chapman is doing University is, right there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, it's huge. And like I said, I mean, that's what got me here because literally, I mean, you want to talk about being up all night. I mean, I've just felt like I was on constant reverse cycle operations where I was up all night, down all day. And the first time I consumed cannabis, it was like a warm blanket wrapped around my brain. And, you know, my mind finally went to peace and I could get some sleep. And I'm like, well, we got to spread the good Lord, uh, good word with everyone else. And that's when I said I went to Congress, said, what do I need to do? And they're like, get data, get American doctors. We got Niamedic. We got UC Irvine Health on board. I got an institutional review board so we can do human trials, which we're going to get going here shortly. Then after we do this, we sell. I probably want to go get my MBA. And then uh, after that, I want to go get a PhD in counterterrorism. And... I don't want to leave. I want to leave this world better than I found it. And you know, I look at things what the Vietnam era had to go through. I don't think they understood the war they were fighting. You know, they were kind of they were winning territory. They were killing more people, but they were fighting an insurgency and they didn't understand it. You know, come now, me. You know, 9/11 happens. We go out and fight. We start fighting these insurgencies. We understand we're in a counterinsurgency war. We thought it was going to take 20 years to kind of finish this thing and stabilize the country, get going. Clearly, time has gone and we did not uh, succeed that. So now I look at all of our kids. You know, every generation's got to earn their freedom here in this country, and that's the, the beautiful thing about it. It's also the scary thing about it. But I want to leave this place, so when our kids go out and fight, unfortunately, we know how to wrap up this insurgency and do it efficiently. And that's, you know, will probably be the last thing I get to do on this earth, but I'll, I'll make that happen too. Well, I'm supporting anything you Love do, it. and do you think the biggest war will be a cyber war? I do. I do too. Yep. Because once we're you already get over, in a cyber we're, we're close to it. Yeah. We're close. Yeah, we're, we're already in it. We're already in it, dude. The, the 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 reality is is that you know having the ability to to listen to what your phones are saying, you know, we're already we're already taking too no, much. No, I'm even looking at all the money that's going to be taken. You ready for this random? You ready for this random one? All the money's gone. Not only all the money, all the money that everyone's putting in the NFTs and all the fucking crow, all the stuff that it's all big and the, all these millionaires that have the crypto. Yep. All taken from you by yeah. who? By that yacht owning motherfucker. Exactly. That's what I feel. That's why I don't. I, I have. Don't get me wrong. I have some in there. Yep. I, you know what I mean? But watch. In my opinion, the biggest war is the cyber war. When it gets us all, that's when it wins, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> how many of us out there have it in it? They changed the fucking Staples Center to the Crypto.com, one of the iconic spots in America. The Staples Center. Oh, my God, Center. you're right. And it's Crypto.com. It's the, the, the fucking biggest stars in the world go uh. there. 
the biggest mind, the biggest everything you watch, Staples, downtown, Los yeah, Angeles, yeah. I don't care, it's ABC, NBC, CBC, whatever. It's a fucking iconic across the board. You're from China. You're coming to downtown. That's the Staples Center. Yeah. Kobe Bryant played there. Yep. Now it's LeBron James. What's that place called again? Crypto. Everything's going to the online. Crypto. What yeah. is it? You can't, it fucking takes somebody 10 minutes to explain it to somebody for the yep. first time. And that, good luck learning it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. That being said... Good luck understanding. Well, where do I pull it out? How do I do it? Uh-huh. Once it's there, where's it at? In the in the in the, over there. In the cloud. Who has it now? That fucker. That well, it, it's like, but but it's the same thing in your bank. But at least I can go to the bank. You can't pull your money out of the bank. Right oh now. yeah, you can. No. Even though it's your money, you can't pull it out. You, no, you can't. can't. I mean, no. we well they can t- they can cancel you at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've they'll been canceled. Give you, they'll give you they'll give you a check. And they'll let you leave with it. But my point is, the <laughs> but bigger the, money but they, they for people will not give you is money. usually not in the bank, though, Blue. To, to like, I hear you and I agree with what you're saying. But people have more millions in the crypto and stock and NFT let, let me just than say the this. cash do you know? Do you know? Let me, let me tell you this. Do you know that your money in the bank, if you have over $100,000, right? You're only backed. You only have backed insurance up to $100,000 in your bank. And you got to call them and make an appointment if you want to come pick it up. Yeah, listen, if you have over 100000 the only thing that's back in the saying, bank is the online wars. Sh- you're right. It's going to shut all of it down. My so point is, you've got $10 million in your bank. You've you got to get insurance from another company in, in, other than your bank to, 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 to back your money, or, or you have $0. It's a 1% problem. They give one hundred thousand dollars. Do you yeah. think that in an age where economic sanctions can be, where economic sanctions are an effective method of warfare, do you think cryptocurrency will take on a much larger role as a defense against sanctions? You know, I, again, like I'm not so into the crypto <laughs> world, and how would we tie that? Do we feel comfortable kind of putting our defense in tied with crypto? I, I don't know because I think there's a lot of scary stuff and some unknowns with that, do and especially if it does make you more susceptible to a cyber war. Yeah. That's something I would definitely kind of that's want right. to pay And that's what like, I feel like it does. Yeah. I feel I like everything that, we're doing is, is making us more vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even worry about water during a cyber war. Yeah. We run I out mean, of water. <laughs> well, you can screw up pH well, I mean, balances and you can poison a town. Well, I yeah. mean, Kamala I mean, Harris. crazy stuff that can happen. I mean, Kamala Harris did literally say out loud, like she kind of said the quiet part out loud, that she said that in the past, wars were fought over oil. In future, they'll be fought over water. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, do you think that a lot of military generals are stuck in the World War II mentality? Because when I see that giant Russian column of jeeps and tanks, I'm just thinking, like, uh, you're kind of exposed there. Well, they got they got plenty of air cover. Uh, so what would be kind of on top, so it's not like they're just sitting there kind of smoking. I mean, they're going to have a ton of aircraft over there that's going to be protecting them in that spot. But, uh, you know, it, the generals, I would say all flag officers, they, they're all a little bit different. Some are really great. Some are politicians. Uh, I mean, I got to work with Adam McRaven, who was best known for the bin Laden raid. He's the guy who planned it. He was my last boss. He got his fourth star. As honest as it can be, General LeFevre, guys like that, there were some great guys. And there's other guys who were kind of worried about D.C. and kind of what they do. So I think we need to wake up to a different type of warfare. And I just kind of hope... You know, guys, like in my generation, we learned a lot and we saw a whole different war than what some of these other guys saw. And hopefully we can kind of keep growing up and maturing. Some guys stay in the service and some guys do other things for the government and hopefully set us up for success. 
Awesome. Well, cool. God willing, they do. Thank you, Brian Buckley, CEO of Hellman Valley Growers Company, HVGC. Once again, go support them. Go do that. Anything else, Brian, you want to mention before that you go? Hey, one, always love with, uh, working with you guys, so I'm so glad we can make this happen. And then two, if you guys want to help us out, too, on our uh, Veteran Medical Cannabis Research Initiative, go to batterbrothersfoundation.org and you can donate there and uh, you know help again with our initiative of helping save lives of our vets. And that's it, my man. Well, there it is, Brian. We appreciate you for joining the show. And remember this, it's Cannabis Talk 101. And if no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.